Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host. She's always surprised when people remember her, Dr. Grace Lee. Today's guest is Anne Yatch. I met Anne in LA earlier this year, and we were there at a live event with one, that was put on with one of our other friends. And when I met Anne, we connected over neuroscience. I mean, she is, I mean, she, I mean, I'm the one with the PhD in neuroscience, but I was talking to her and I thought, oh, wow, here's a woman who is so high functioning, who is so innovative, who is so creative. And she sought out neuroscience. She taught herself neuroscience. She gave herself a PhD in neuroscience so that she can help other people. So Anne is an experienced entrepreneur. She is a behavioral change expert. And she's an elite problem solver. And she works with companies all over the world to solve complex business problems. It's it's not just on the business side. She also works with individuals. And she helps these people to drive to better versions of themselves, to learn elite leadership tools and systems in that, that the Navy SEALs uses to build significance, to build more abundance and to have more fulfillment in their life. So she is married. I mean, her husband is Larry Yatch. And Larry Yatch is a former Navy SEAL. So she and her husband are like a power team, a power couple who do this together. And her na- and she's she's been brought in with her Navy SEAL husband to do, to companies all over the world to help solving their problems as well. And she's taken on multiple businesses from $0 per month in revenue to 145000 per month in revenue. So she's completely a revenue and results-driven coach. She is the type that will roll up her sleeves with love and care to understand your genius fully so that she can help you attract more of who you want to attract who do you want to work with who are those clients and build sustainable revenue and help you to connect with the career that you love so I decided when I when I talked to her in LA and I and I saw how on fire she was and helping entrepreneurs and helping individuals to connect with and to be living on and with their purpose I thought that I need to have her on the show no, I'm, we're not going to talk about neuroscience a lot, but definitely we're going to talk about what is her perspective on leadership. And in this talk, in this conversation today, she's going to be sharing about her journey as well into her career. She, like me, she went to college as well. She's going to talk about that and how college and education has influenced her in her career and her thoughts on academia. So this is going to be an incredible interview, and in in the upcoming shows, I'm also going to be having Larry on the show as well, former Navy SEAL. So it's it's going to be an it's going to be a an awesome ride. So join me in a conversation with Anne Yatch. Hi, Anne. Thank you for joining me on the show. I have been so excited to have you here. I know, I know that we met in LA and you just had an amazing story. And when I asked you to be on my podcast, on my show, I was so excited to have you accept. So thank you for being here. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. It is absolutely my honor and pleasure. And I cannot wait to learn more about your audience and support in any way I can. Awesome. So yes, my audience, they're they're professionals, you know, and they want more income. They want more 
fulfillment. They want whatever that is that they want to 10x their career, 10x their life. And whatever that looks like is different for everyone. But when I heard your story, when we met in LA, I thought I got to have you on my podcast so you can share kind of what you went through in your journey as well. So, and tell the audience, I mean, you are CEO of Unanchored Life and just tell the audience of like, I, and I know the backstory of how you, how, what unanchored life means to you. I know the backstory for that, but share with my audience, what does that mean? And what was the journey you took to conceive of this idea? Well, you know, it, it's interesting, right? You don't always know in life when you start something where it's going to take you, right? But I've had sort of the goal over the last 12 years of being an entrepreneur, you know, in many different businesses what can I do to increase how I'm showing up to become more aware of what may be holding me back? What is um, not serving me? And that was how I was able to pivot so many times over the years to get to where we are today. But an anchored life for us is all about, you know, letting go of the things that have anchored you in past thought, past action, um, sort of that, that past trauma that we all go through, you know, as we become entrepreneurs and learn more about ourselves, but letting go of all that so that you can live the life that you were blessed and born to live, right? So it's got to be a life that you're passionate about. It's got to be a life that you're inspired by. And for a lot of, you know, the high performers, that's all we crave. We just want more, you know, so it, it definitely resonated with me. So that's where Unanchored Life comes from. It comes from, okay, if I am looking at my life, what are things that no longer get to anchor me, no longer get to control me now so that I can move forward and create the life that I want, the life of my dreams, the success of my dreams, the career of my dreams. Yes. Amazing. So how did, I understand that the journey is never linear. (laughs) (laughs) So go back to a moment where you had plans for your future, plans for your career. Like tell us a little bit about that journey and how did it, how did it shape you to start to decide this is what I want. This unanchored life is the message I want to get out there. Oh my goodness. Well, Grace, I'll give you a short version of it, but I started my career, you know, coming right out of Georgetown University School of Foreign Service, thought that I was going to be, you know, hunting terrorists and making the world a better place, keeping the world safe. And, you know, I happened to bump into my husband at a restaurant and from that moment on, you know, I got an insider peek into this special operations background, you know, where the SEALs come from. And I was in intelligence at the time. So it was really a cool, like, oh, these are the guys who are boots on the ground for all the background stuff that I'm doing. But what was interesting to me was I had always assumed I would be fighting terrorists. I would be keeping the country safe. But when I met Larry, there was sort of a right-hand turn because he was very badly injured. And, you know, he was about to be told that his, his SEAL career was over. And in that moment, I knew it was like a turning point for both of our lives because whatever I said next to him, it would change the direction forever where we got to go. So I remember sitting there being like, oh my gosh, this moment is huge. What can I say that will help both of us find our purpose, deeply identify with that purpose, and then use that to motivate us through whatever challenges entrepreneurship or our careers would face, would allow us to face. So, you know, really what happened in that moment was I said to him, listen, I think that the best way that we can continue to protect the country, even when you can't be a SEAL, even when you can't be on the front lines, has got to be taking all this elite information that's been in your head, that's been trained into you from the millions of dollars that the country has put into you. How do we take that 
elite knowledge, those elite mindsets and bring them to normal people so they can up-level every aspect of their life. So looking back on it, I'm like, oh my God, that conversation set the track and set the chart for everything that we would do in the future. So that was the beginning, right? Now it wasn't hunting terrorists that I ended up moving into, right? But it was it was about hunting down the right mindset, the right behavior change, the right skill sets that needed to be created mm-hmm. for he and I to be the best versions of ourselves. Amazing. Maybe just for, for my listeners, for my viewers, tell the audience, who is your husband? Oh my goodness. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm obviously a little biased. I love him like crazy. He is a former Navy SEAL. He was a SEAL for 10 years. He's been an entrepreneur for 12. What's cool about Larry is he he was in charge of the most dangerous part of the largest special operations mission in U.S. history. And the thing that I think is most impressive, even though that sounds pretty cool, what I like is the fact that he ran 200 plus of the most uh, critical missions and had 100% success at every single one, completing it. And if you think about all of us, right, how many times have we had goals that we said we were going to commit to, we said we were going to achieve, and then we don't? right? But he did that in the world's worst environments 200 times, never had any fatalities. So I was like, man, this is somebody I want to learn from. <laughs> and of course, I've had the pleasure of meeting Larry and I just, I can't wait to have him on the show as well. Oh my goodness. I know. I can't <laughs> wait for him to spend some time with you too. Okay. So there's so much in that story. There's a couple questions I want to ask you on partnerships, but before I do that, you went to Georgetown University. So tell my listeners, how much of a college education has influenced your career path today? Well, that's a great question. So um, from my perspective, the college experience that anybody has is really more about teaching you how to assess and work with yourself and create the ability to think, right? On a very different level. But I don't, I firmly don't believe that it matters what college you end up at. All I, all I believe really matters is what you do with what you learn from that point forward. So like you heard from me, you know, I learned international law, international security, counterterrorism, intelligence. Some pieces of that I use today and how I observe people, how I uh, interact with people, right? It allows me to be much more open when I engage with someone. But a lot of that was just the foundation for all the skills afterwards. And I think a lot of us see college sometimes as the be all and end all, but really it's what do you do to keep growing, keep learning, keep improving yourself after college and after that intellectual piece of your life is uh, provided as a foundation, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Do people do see it as the be all and end all? Because for we grow up being conditioned to say that, well, you got to go to school, you get good grades, and therefore you get a good job, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> You know, that's not been my experience. My experience has been, yes, it was a great foundation and it serves you to a certain extent, but it's all up to you what you do from that moment on to learn more about who you are, how you want to show up and what new school uh, skills and tools you might need to take it to the next level. College, I think only gives you so much and then it's up to you to build from there. Yes, absolutely. So what would you say for professionals who are kind of like feeling that they've plateaued in their career and they're turning to school? and saying, well, I just need to go to school and then I could be more qualified. Sure. Um, I see this actually a lot. You know, I have a lot of people that think that more education is the answer. And I believe that education and knowledge um, is the answer for the gap that's happening. But I don't think that it has to be 
going to school, right? What I think would be really incredible since there is so much out there now that we can learn from that's not required in a school environment. I always tell people, look for the environment that allows you best to learn and then get new tools, new knowledge from that environment. So some people, it might be college. Some people, it might be online learning. Some people, it might be being coached. I've found nine out of 10 times working with a coach who is 10 steps ahead of where you want to be living the life that you want to live, that's a better investment because that's real world experience that you're going to have as they coach you and work with you on you, right? Because what's the common denominator in everything we do? It is always us and our own internal dynamic that shapes the success or shapes our opportunity. That's awesome. Just that's a perfect segue. We, you're talking about environment and environment is a lot of things. It's almost everything, right? And so you and Larry have created this environment between the two of you where, where you're working together, your husband and wife, power couple working together. And you hear a lot of people, they say, well, you should never do business and don't, don't work with your spouse because it, it, it sac- you sacrifice the relationship, right? So tell us about that. How, how have you been able, how have, how have you been able as husband and wife formed effective partnerships without sacrificing the relationship? Well, you know, to be really upfront with everyone listening, it hasn't always been easy, right? Like we started off and, you know, we didn't understand what roles we were playing in the business. We didn't really understand where we, you know, what our strengths were versus our weaknesses. So a lot of the beginning, you know, the first five years for us, it was really intense. It was a bit of a struggle, but the one thing that I was committed to is we're both going to be constantly improving. We're both going to be constantly learning. And I think, honestly, that's what kept us able to pivot and shift and grow and pivot and shift and grow because we knew we were never going to give up on each other. And we knew we were never going to give up on our vision or a dream for how we wanted to impact people. So it's really important from our perspective to have a deep driving purpose that both people share. A lot of times, if you think of couples who are in business together, we see these big gaps where the husband has a deep driving purpose, the wife is sort of supporting or vice versa, and they don't really know how do we build, take both of our purposes, merge them into one and have the business flow from there. So a lot of the work that we've done over the years is on how do I identify each one of our purposes as an individual? How do we identify the purpose as the couple? And how do we merge all three? with the business purpose. So they all nest and that's a process, right? It takes a little bit of time, but that saved us more often than not. That's awesome. Awesome. Talking about purpose and vision. I hear a lot of people say, well, I kind of know what I want to do, but I don't know what, I don't know how to figure out the purpose of my life. Right. So what are some, what are some advice, what's some advice that you can give to viewers and listeners? How do you, how does one discover their purpose or their vision? Yeah. So, you know, that was a big thing for Larry and I, a big gap we saw early on, right. As we were going after our vision. And so what we did, and I know this sounds strange, but he looked at all the things that make the SEAL teams, the most effective team in the world around vision. And he backward engineered a system and a process that anyone anywhere can use. Mm -hmm. So that's what we use on ourselves. We actually use one of our own tools on ourselves to create that vision or process. And to be honest, most people think of vision and process Um, or their mission as what they're creating for people in their lives, not necessarily what they need to create for themselves to sustain their own motivation and inspiration. So we look at it a very different way. For us, it's all about what is that desired end state? How does it feel? How does it look when you're there? 
that acts as like one boundary. And the other side is what do you absolutely want to avoid that is not anywhere near that gorgeous state that you're moving towards? And that way you have really clear lanes in the road to say, okay, I don't want this. I do want this. Mm -hmm. So any action that's taking you to what you want to avoid, you can let go of anything that's driving you closer to that beautiful beacon and that emotional feeling in the future, that's what you want to push toward. So it's got to be very clear and it's got to be in your own words. So sometimes it takes a third party to pull that out of you because we're, we're too deep in the weeds as you know, career people or entrepreneurs. And sometimes we just can't see it because it's in our blind spot. Yes, absolutely. I love what you said about pull that out of people. My favorite word to use is educe, you know, bring it out. Bring it out because that's the only way they can live the life of passion that they want to live. They have to be able to see it, hold it, make it tangible, and then repeat it to their subconscious. The subconscious brain allows them to keep creating that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because a lot of folks, they, or, or, or they've been choosing, they've chosen this career path and they've gone down a career path for a number of years. And then they realize that that's not what they wanted, but they did it because someone else kind of like told them, this is what you should be doing. And then they kind of just adopted it for themselves, but it wasn't true to themselves, right? It wasn't really truly authentic. Sometimes Grace, what happens for people isn't that it's not true to themselves. It's that the way they're pursuing the career that they're in isn't true to themselves. It's not that the career is wrong necessarily. It could be that it's actually their own um, understanding of how they fit their skills and talents into that career that's off. It might not be in alignment. So I just wanted to make that subtle, small point there. Love that distinction. I love that distinction. And and you and Larry are kind of like the the foremost thought leaders on leadership as well, right? And And I love that topic of leadership because I talk about career leadership. So maybe share with my viewers, what does leadership mean to you? Well, you know, it's interesting. I think over the years, leadership has meant something different to me, right? Before I had any education on it, I always just thought that leading was being in the trenches with the people beside me, you know, moving things forward, taking action all the time. Mm -hmm. And what I've really enjoyed about working with Larry is, you know, the SEALs lead very differently. You know, every single person on a team is a leader and the SEAL commander is the one that manages. And when he manages, it's all about creating more leadership, more ownership for the people that he's supporting. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily what we would think of as like the SEAL guy in the trenches with you, moving everything forward. It's more, he's creating this beautiful safety net where everyone around him can be the best leader they can be. So for me, that changed dramatically how I thought about leadership, how I, you know, today I almost want to be a better manager than I do a leader because if you manage leaders effectively, there's no ceiling to what you can create. So that's just a little bit of on the leadership piece that's really, you know, gotten close to my heart over the years. Right. So what's the one, what's the one big thing for you that helped you to create and to vision, to know the vision for yourself and your career? Well, you know, the, if I had to narrow it down to one big thing, and let me just, I want to sit in this for a second because I want to make sure I, I really give some powerful advice here. I would say the one big thing for me that helped me to be much more congruent with who I am was I had to look at what do I truly want to create if there are no boundaries and there are no limits, right? Because for a lot of us, because of how we've been brought up in school by our parents, by external resources, we tend to limit ourselves unnecessarily. So 
I had to do a lot more imagining and visualizations of what's possible if there are no limits. What's possible if nothing in me can keep me from where I want to go? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the reason why we've been able to pivot so many times and adapt to so many different business styles or business needs is we always thought to ourselves, okay, there are no limits. Mm-hmm. What can we create? And so that's something I would strongly encourage anyone who's listening to spend some time on, spend some time in that imagination piece around if nothing was limiting me, what could I create and what would fill me up to create that thing? So I hope that helps. But that for me, every time I've gotten stuck, every time I've been worried, every time I felt like there was too much heaviness around me, mm-hmm. having that conversation with myself mm-hmm. has changed everything. Yes. I resonate with that. I love the word that you chose. You said create, right? And a lot of folks don't believe and they don't know that certain things can be created in their life. Rather, they kind of feel like you kind of have to find these things. You can't create them. No. And that's, that's the thing that's, it's a major breakthrough for a lot of us is realizing that there is an opportunity every single day to literally create the day that you want, the opportunities that you want. But for a lot of us, if we don't have that deep driving purpose, because it's in our blind spot, we can't create those things that we want to create. It becomes much more difficult. So that's why having that deep driving purpose and having someone help you with that is often, you know, what changes everything. That's amazing. And in an ideal world, let's say in in an ideal world, an ideal future, what would that look like for you? The future of work, you know, how the economy is like changing so rapidly and, and the world around us is changing so much with technology and with partnerships and things like that. So what does an ideal world look like for you in the marketplace? Hmm. Well, I think for me, it's always about creating something in the marketplace that is in alignment with who you are, what your strength is, and the value that you can create. I see that there are a lot of people in different careers, entrepreneurs who, you know, they don't necessarily have that all in alignment. They have pieces of it, but it's not all synced. So for me, when I'm in alignment with my talents, my skill sets, and the impact and value I can create for others, and that also is a very clear niche, then it should be gold, right? It should be something where you wake up every day and you're like, how did I get to do this? How do I get to impact people this way? I mean, that's, I think, the most beautiful piece. And for me, I'm I'm the most lit up when I'm working in small groups or one-on-one with people that are high performers and are like, I want to change. I want to create opportunity. How do I do that? What do I need to shift in me to bring more of me into this world? Shift in me. So tell us, unpack that a little bit. What does does that mean? Well, you know, for me, it might mean something differently than it means to the people listening. But for me, it's all about there are mindsets and there are behaviors that are in every single one of us that have been conditioned from a very young age to tell us that there's a certain way we get to live. And one of my favorite things to do is to look at some of those stories that we tell ourselves and create gaps and openings in those stories that the mindsets and behaviors that have gotten us to this point, which have been great and have been rewarded and have been wonderful, they might not be the mindsets and behaviors to get us to that next level of where we want to go. So I like to unpack all those mindsets, all those behaviors that aren't serving us. And I like to rewire our brain through neural reprogramming to take action on new habits and more effective mindsets. 
Awesome. Did you always have a vision for your future? Were you, did you always have that clarity on where you wanted to be going and what you wanted to be doing? I did not for the first five, probably seven years of business. Um, I felt like I was very reactive. And this is, this is something that happens to all of us as high performers. And it's the big secret that nobody shares. It's the fact that because we've conditioned from a very young age to react to our environment, more often than not, we continue to react to our environment and that's where we feel the most secure versus, okay, if I can look at my environment and think of how would I like my environment to be so that I can be the most productive, I can be the most effective and then design the environment for that mission. It's a very different way of living. So I was very reactive five to seven years at the beginning and then Larry and I, and this is the funny part, right? Like we create all these amazing tools. We're helping all these people, thousands of people all over the country, all these different businesses we're helping. And our relationship was suffering. And so he and I looked at each other and we're like, what would we tell the other person if literally they're in our exact same spot? And I'm like, well, we'd tell them to use this tool. And he's like, why aren't we using our own tools? I mean, Grace, it was nuts. I mean, we literally thought we were good, too good for our own tools. So then we started using all of our own tools on ourselves. And that's when the exponential increase in impact happened. Because there was a reason why each one of us creates the tools that we create. It's not just to survive. It's to allow ourselves to thrive and be in a place where, oh my gosh, yeah. it's limitless. Our possibilities are limitless. So that's just a little bit of insight there. Um, now we're much more proactive because we use all of our systems. So there was a point three years ago where we're like, oh, maybe we should start doing this. And then we did. And now every day is so much easier because I'm like, oh, if I'm stuck, here's the tool. Got it. Let's work on the tool for 30 minutes. We've got clarity moving forward. So it's really now about, you know, a lot of people think to themselves, well, how can I move forward if I feel stuck? Mm -hmm. Well, the whole point is you have to learn to use new tools to get you out of that stuck feeling and to get you out as fast as possible right? Because time, I think, is the most precious thing that we all have when we're going after our dreams. It really is. And I love that story. And, and I call it being a product of your own product. Yes, 100%. I love that. Yeah. Because you know you want to work with someone, you want to work with a leader, a coach, a mentor who does what they teach and gets out, outcomes for their life, right? And the best mentors are the ones that have the result that you want, right? Yes, all day long. Yeah. All day long. So finding that coach or that mentor that literally is what you want five to 10 years from now, that's how you figure out who to work with, right? Rather than, oh, just, you know, shiny object scroll. Oh, this looks cool. This looks cool. This looks cool. No, there's got to be more intention. What exactly do you want to create in your life? And then who can you find who's already created that? And then some who actually is willing to work with you. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like rocket science, but for a lot of us, it is, right? We all have to go through it. Yeah, absolutely. So Anne, what did you turn to before, before Unanchored Life, before the tools were created? You know, maybe when you ha were just finished college and, and I know you worked for a couple of companies as well. So that was before Unanchored Life, way before. So yes. what did you turn to, to get clarity? What did you turn to, to have that, to discover your purpose? So for me back then, you know, I felt like I was sort of spinning a bit, right? And as high performers, we tend to spin because we want to do so much. We want to create so much. We want to take so much action. What I ended up not doing, which I wish I had done more of, is I wish I had started with personal development mm. literally right out of college, 
For me, there should have been a budget every single year for what I spent on my own personal development to help me see things that I wouldn't normally see. So that's something I like. I tell everyone I mentor, everyone I coach, this has to be part of your budget, no matter what, if you want to achieve greatness. So I didn't do any of that. Um, I think that I spun for probably the first five years. I had great jobs. I had great opportunities. I brought in good revenue, you know, good money for myself and my family, but it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't what I really wanted to be doing, right? And when you get to a point where you're not feeling fulfilled, you're running through the motions, but you're not sure where to go, always look at the common denominator, which is you. That's right. I don't know if that helps, but that's, you know, that's the route that I wish I had taken had I been able to do it all over again. What was the role of mentors in your life? Yeah, so I was very, very lucky when I was in... um, at Georgetown, I had the first female attorney for the CIA who was a mentor of mine, which was incredible. Um, and for me, it's always been about if I know I'm shooting for something, I've got to have somebody who's already been there, done that, who can work alongside me. And for me, it was always, I don't care what I need to do to create an experience where I can be in this person's circuit or orbit, but that's what I get to do. I get to provide as much value as possible so that they see me as a positive outcome in their life just by interacting with me. So my goal was always find a mentor who's been there, done that, but then create so much value in the relationship that you build with them that they can't imagine their life not working with you. Amazing. Oh, I absolutely love that. I love it. So what's next? For you and Larry, what's next? What are you working on? Well, you're you're gonna laugh, Grace, because literally I was working on it right before you and I jumped on this interview. Um, and this will be the first reveal, so you have to maybe keep it a little quiet to your audience. But um, from Unanchored Life, because that's our parent company, Larry and I are creating a really special event called Seal Team Leaders that we're going to be running uh, every quarter now. And basically, what it is, it's for individuals who know they want more know they want to create more with the teams that they're on, or maybe they want to move to a new team, but they know their leadership and how they know to lead, manage, and follow is lacking. It's not exactly at the highest level that they want it to be. So what we always say is we're like, come to us when you want to increase your leadership exponentially so that you can be on unstoppable teams. And that's what we're creating. But it's an immersion experience with SEAL um, SEAL type uh, learning. So imagine like skydiving in attached to a Navy SEAL to an event. Imagine like going through one of their waterproofing exercises as a team, right? Imagine having a buddy that you're linked in lockstep to through the whole experience and, you know, watch how that accountability is different when it's a SEAL team type versus what we know in the normal world. So it's all about shifting those mindsets, breaking those habits, and giving you the foundation to be the best leader you can be. So this is like, it's going to be a live something. It will be a live event, live okay. camp. Yes, I cannot wait. Um, it will be very different from the normal events that you see out there. Uh, we're going to work in some late night activity, some early morning activity, you know, to really... Uh, what's the word? Disrupt. To disrupt what you think of yourself, what you believe you can achieve so that you will leave transformed. So that's been on our hearts to do for 10 years. And this is the first time that we are stepping into that. So that's the first one that gets to know, which is so exciting. I'm like, oh my gosh, perfect timing. (laughs) I feel so privileged. (laughs) Well, you know, I just am happy that you get to hear it and hopefully you give me some insight on what you think about it too. 
inside. I want to be there. <laughs> Lady, you are invited. You're invited. We're only running it for 20 people the first time, and then we'll increase it to 30 every time. But we really want to make sure the right people are there that are the hardcore go-getters who are like, there's nothing that I'm not willing to do to improve who I am and where I'm at. That's me. I do whatever it takes, you know? <laughs> me too. Me too. Okay. You, you said a phrase in there. I know. I, I don't, I, I'm, so I want to, I want to go back to that phrase just to, to unpack a little bit. You said lead, manage and follow. Yes. Yeah. So just unpack that for us a little bit. What does that mean? Well, I think that what Larry has taught me over the years and what I've learned from being in corporations and then also, you know, being an entrepreneur is that there's a very different understanding of leadership that's commonly taught in the workplace. And so what I've noticed is that there's a pretty big dysfunction around leadership because most of us think of leading, managing, and following. We all think of managing. We're like, oh God, I have so many bad managers that I've worked with, you know, micromanagers. I don't want to be a manager. And then people look at leading as this is the thing. This is all I should be doing. But really, depending on time and situation, we're either leading, we're managing, or we're following. And it's important to have that communication with the people that we're on teams with in our lives to figure out, okay, am I managing? Are you managing? Who's following, right? Because we all can't do all three things at the exact same time. So for me, that lead, manage, follow, there's a lot of clarity that can be given there to strengthen how you show up in the different roles in your life and on every different team you're on. Because if you think about it, we're not just on the team that we're in in business. We're on a team with our family. We're on the team with our spouse. We're on the team, a team with people around us in our workplace. There are just so many teams and really our ability to be successful in life is directly tied to how we function on every single team we create. Yeah. That's a really important distinction right? It's really important because you're right. We're taught that leadership is the epitome of success. That's what you want to be. But we kind of like, that's more like self-focused, but all of it is, is not self-focused. And the distinction about time and situation, you're, 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 you're switching back and forth and that's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and the thing is that businesses and companies, they're not, they're not, a lot of them aren't designed to manage very well. No, they're not, well, they're not designed to manage well, but they don't give you the tools to manage well. And from my perspective now that I know this seal distinction, this huge difference that I haven't really been able to go into as much here, but now that I know it, I'm like, oh, all day long, I now know exactly what to do to manage people to their highest potential. That gives me so much more power. If I can create leaders at every level, then me just acting as a leader it's not going to fulfill me the same way that managing all these other leaders would. So I think that's the key, right? The lead, manage, follow distinctions, they've been commonly understood in the workplace for so long, but there's a huge opening that can happen if you shift it to incorporate some of these seal distinctions. Yeah. Isn't that something? Because when asked, oh, which would you rather be, a leader or a manager? You know, Would you think of a manager as that a manager in the company and that's not who you want to be because you have most people have bad experiences with their management in the company so they would say i'd rather be a leader but so this is it turns the the thinking upside down it does it completely shifts how you think about leading managing and following um and i also think it gives you a lot more confidence if you are in that manager area to be like this is exactly what i need to do i now know exactly what makes the most effective manager and if i can do this every day 
then the people on my team are all going to be leaders because I'm creating that for them every day. So there's a lot more inspiration, a lot more motivation, a lot more purpose for the manager too, and for the people on his team. Plus it allows you to really have something unstoppable that you're a part of rather than feeling like you're always pushing people or pulling things out of people, which is how I think most of us think of managers. Right, right. So how can, how can my listeners, how can my viewers contact you? Where can they find you? Sure. Well, what, I'm, what I want everyone to know is because we're literally about to launch this, the best way to get in contact with me is to just email me personally. So I'm going to give everyone my email. It's Anne, A-N-N-E, at plan, P-L-A-N, dash site, like eyesight, S-I-G-H-T dot com. That way it goes directly to me and I can get to know you one-on-one because I think the thing that's missing these days in all of these offers that are out there is the person really having a vetted interest and um, desire to engage with you personally. Like that's what matters to me. Everything we've ever done is built on personal relationships. And I just want people to know that I can see you and I see your gifts. I see your talent and I'm going to lock arms with you to make sure that you get exactly what you want. Awesome. Thank you, Anne, so much for your time and your wisdom, your, your very unique insights as well. And it's so important to shift internally so that you can create the external world that you desire. Thank you, Grace. And, you know, I just want to say thank you to you for doing all the work that you're doing, you know, to inform people on how things can be so different after college and how, how you doing you know, some work on you can change your career dramatically. I just think that this message is so long overdue and I'm just so proud of you and thankful that you're in this world to get this message out because more of us need to hear it and then know that we can create exactly what we want to create with a little bit of help. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll definitely stay in touch. And I might be on the first cohort to that live. That'd be so fun. (laughs) So thank you for again for your, I'll put the links below. So put the links below. And as well, if you are watching this, if you are listening to this comment, give a comment. What did you learn from this conversation? And we will see you in the next episode.